I want to tell everyone a story. So gather around, pause it if you must, go get your PJs on, grab some warm cocoa. There was once an evil spirit that ruled over a kingdom. Now, this evil spirit had convinced people that it was good and right to mutilate children if they were confused about their identities. Now, this same evil spirit encouraged people to put girls in unsafe situations by having boys in their bathrooms, change rooms, and play on their sports teams. Then, one of the leaders in this kingdom decided to protect those children from both themselves and from twisted adults by banning those practices from the land, thereby saving countless innocent children. The people cheered that finally someone had stood against the schemes of the evil spirit and they celebrated the safety and the protection of their children. That story is totally fiction because in Canada, when someone tries to implement policies that are good and will save lives, People in both high places and low places lose their collective minds, set their collective purple hair on fire, and are furious over the fact that they won't be able to abuse, mutilate, and sexualize children as much as they would want to. That, I am deeply sad to say, is our reality. That's the country we live in, and by God's grace, as we have lots of children, educate them separate from state-funded schools, and raise them in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, we can overcome the spirit of the age and transform our country from the bottom up with a, with a multi-generational fight in view. It's February 8th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is Liberty Dispatch. Hey, hey, welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. Thank you again for joining us on the program. As always, our show is produced in partnership by Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week. LCC exists to establish Christ's justice and righteousness and defend those who stand. And Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, hope-filled perspective on national and global issues. If you appreciate the work that we do, it's a lot of work. And it's hard to push back against the insanity of our current cultural moment and the mainstream media that is pushing this insanity. So we would ask that you would support us here by leaving a donation at libertycoalitioncanada.com. libertycoalitioncanada.com. You can scan the helpful QR code right at the bottom of the page there. Um, go over there if you want to leave a donation to our analysis shows. Uh, by clicking on that box, you can leave a tax-refundable donation to us to help build the media arm over here with LCC and Christian Week. And you can leave all donations Um completely anonymously through Bitcoin, uh, through uh, the, the the help and partnership of our friends over at Bull Bitcoin. So we would suggest that you go over there if you appreciate the content and do that to help keep the lights on and Andrew and I putting food on, on the table a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so that'd be great. Also, we are resident on the Fight Laugh Feast 
network flfnetwork.com so please go over there check it out um, it's not only our show but many wonderful other shows uh, it's not only from our Canadian friends like Leadership Now and the Ezra Podcast for Cultural Reformation but also many of our American friends as well so you definitely want to go over there download the app Pub TV from your Google Play or your Apple App Stores as well and then you can get all our content on demand right on your phone and you won't get canceled uh, and censored. Andrew, here we are again. Uh, mailbag question of the day. Mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Please be sure to interact with us by sending questions, comments, concerns over there. Mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Andrew, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I, I, I'd love to hear from our audience. Let us know what you think about the policy proposal from Danielle Smith and the Alberta government. Is it is it fantastic, wonderful, good, super-de-duper? Is it kind of mostly good, could be better? Is, uh, it, is it just, you know, not enough? Just give us your thoughts, you know, if, if, if you happen to be a rabid leftist and you listen to the show and you're like, I hate it, I think it's terrible, let us know. That's mm -hmm. that's great. I, I mean, I, I, I can always add... I can always add some progressive tears to my cooking, really spices up my pork chops. It's really good. A little salt, pepper, and progressive tears. So let us know your thoughts on the policy proposal. We'd love to hear about it. Mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. I, uh, I bet you're growing more and more frustrated and concerned with the fiat money system here in Canada. I'm sure you're hoping for real options, a solution that works for you and values your liberty and security. Well, barter it is here for you. It's a modern barter economy for freedom-loving Canadians to transact and exchange value without having to use fiat currency. Imagine Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, and eBay all wrapped into one economic ecosystem. You offer your goods and services in exchange for bits credits, and you can use those bits to acquire other goods and services in the community. It's a parallel economy. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter today and click on Barter It for Individuals. Make sure you sign up as a VIP before the official launch, get a lifetime subscription, free premium listings, and 1,000 bits to spend in the system. That is $1,500 worth of value for just $197. Sign up today at libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter, and click on Barter It for Individuals on the left. They're giving you now, money. Wow. They're giving you money. This is the only time it's good to be on the left <laughs> is when you click on the barter it for individuals <laughs> yeah. on the left. Uh. For those of you who have been in a coma for the past week or you've been hiding out in your bomb shelter or you've been out hunting and you've had radio silence, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has rocked the very foundations of Canada by introducing policies to help and protect confused and indoctrinated children. Now, we, we have a lot to say about all of this, about the policy, about the response, about what this means. But for now, we're going to let Premier Smith speak for herself regarding this policy proposal. My fellow Albertans, today I wish to address a very sensitive issue involving our children and gender identity. This is not always an easy conversation to have. I strongly believe that we as a society must support and reach out with kindness and inclusion to those who identify as transgender and work to eliminate the discrimination they often experience in their lives. 
As premier of this province, I want every Albertan that identifies as transgender to know I care deeply about you and I accept you as you are. As long as I lead this province, I will ensure you are supported and your rights are protected. In the case of children aged 17 and under who identify as transgender, I also want you to know that you are loved and supported as you work through your often changing emotions, feelings, and beliefs. As we all know, children and teenagers are in a constant state of biological, social, emotional, and sexual development and change. They're constantly learning about themselves, trying new things, dealing with biological changes, and trying to understand a wide range of new thoughts and feelings. It's a very complicated time. In my view, one of the greatest responsibilities we as parents, teachers, and community leaders have is to preserve for our children the right to grow and develop into mature adults so that they are better prepared to make the most impactful decisions affecting their lives. Decisions like choosing a career, a partner, raising children, their interaction with legal drugs like alcohol and cannabis, their sexual activities and preferences, and many other adult choices. It is my view that list of adult choices includes deciding whether or not to alter one's biological sex. Making permanent and irreversible decisions regarding one's biological sex while still a youth can severely limit that child's choices in the future. Prematurely encouraging or enabling children to alter their very biology or natural growth, no matter how well-intentioned and sincere, poses a risk to that child's future that I, as Premier, am not comfortable with permitting in our province. Similarly, the risks and unfair advantages that young women and girls are experiencing when competing with biologically stronger transgender females in sporting competitions have also grown too high. I'm actually surprised well, uh, that she, she misspoke. She said advantages that the girls are, I'm surprised they kept that in there. But well, anyways, <laughs> well, she, so the unfair advantage me, okay. that girls are experiencing. Well, at, at the girls' experience at the hands of transgender fem transgender females. Okay, yeah, it's kind of awkward. So Sorry, let me I, yeah. let me yeah, I, I'm going to get this out of the way now. So this at, from this moment on, I think this will determine whether or not you listen to the rest of this episode, <laughs> or whether or not you will listen to it with anger. Mm -hmm. But let me. Th th this is the high level take. What Danielle Smith is doing is good. The what is good. The why and the framing is pagan and it's still satanic. And this <laughs> is the problem with Christless libertarianism. Yeah. You can't, if you listen to that, if you were paying attention, mm -hmm. she said, one, she conceded that there are such things as transgender females. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Girls have unfair advantages because boys. Yeah. are competing against him. So she concedes the whole idea of transgenderism. She concedes the fact that this is a viable, like actual reality that exists. Mm -hmm. that you can, you can become a man or a woman if you feel like it, if, if, if it changes, she concedes that fact. Mm -hmm. She also says that if you're under 17, you got to be careful. Decisions you make could affect the rest of your life. What about your 18? Mm-hmm. Like when you, when you're 18, what happens if you what happens if you're 18 and you decide to sterilize yourself, and then when you're 20, you want to have kids? Mm -hmm. This yeah. th this is what we're going to see in all of this. When you have a Christless, and she's she's she she kind of pegs herself as a conservative. She's a part of the United Conservative Party, but mm -hmm. she's like every other conservative. They're not actually conservatives. Yeah, they're at the, at the be best case scenario, libertarians. 
with with a little bit of we don't spend as much. But when you have a Christless libertarianism, you've already given the entire ground. You and it would all of this is is just bad. On the on this like on the spectrum of libertarianism, Canada's libertarians are social progressives, so they're extraordinarily mm-hmm. extraordinarily liberal libertarians. So they're more like libertines with maybe like conservative fiscal policies, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, this is an extraordinarily important point, and I think people might initially knee-jerk reaction be like, why are you guys criticizing Danielle Smith? I don't know if you guys have understood this yet, but we're Christians who have an objective moral standard by which we can judge actions. Um, as you said, Andrew, this is the right action. This is the right thing to do. I'm ex- I want you to be clear. I'm exceedingly happy. Yes. Yeah, that good for her courage. Under the age of seventeen in Alberta mm-hmm. will no longer be subjected to vile, destructive, false, godless practices and ideologies, mm-hmm. and that girls will be protected from boys in various settings. That is mm-hmm. wonderful, fantastic, praiseworthy news. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's great, but that's not. That's not the real issue here. Yeah, but We're the why and the cultural how. Battle. Yeah. We're the fighting why a and cultural battle here. And when you fight a cultural battle, you need to understand what's happening and why and what mm-hmm. to do about it. And that's yes. what we're talking about today. Yes. It's not only the action that is – the action is the presenting action of a, of a rotten worldview. What Danielle Smith is doing – and I think this is – you know – it, it's funny that conservatives continue to make this calculation because we'll see the backlash that Daniel Smith gets for what she's doing uh, later in the program. But she's trying to make concessions. But in making those concessions, she's actually giving up the ghost. She's actually giving into the basic underlying presuppositions of transianity to try and argue for why we must not do these things. And the mm-hmm. problem is when you concede that ground, you've given up the ground. You, you've lost the battle. And this is why conservatives for generations in Canada continue to lose. Conservatives in Canada should be synonymous with losers because what they do is they give up because of fear, cowardice, um, because of not having a coherent worldview. They give up the main point to try and win a momentary uh, fiscal or legislative battle, right? They're trying to get what they want to in the moment done rather than fighting the long-term cultural war and making coherent arguments from a coherent worldview that would lead to um, people understanding the actual basis for why we're making these decisions. It's not only the safety of these minors that plays a part. Absolutely. And that's what we want to see, but it's the entire ideology that is the issue that we must deal with. And that ideology has destructive impacts on people. And that is what 
we're seeing. So this is the very moment that we should be pressing into it as people are waking up to the disastrous, rotten fruit of this diseased ideology. We should be attacking the ideology, not its consequent. And by only dealing with the consequent and conceding the basic underlying presuppositions, you've built the boot for your own butt, as my dad would like to say. You're you're gonna you're you're cutting off the branch that you're trying to sit on. And that's our big critique of of Danielle Smith. Um, but anyways, let's uh, hear what <laughs> Danielle uh, had to say further in, in these videos, because um, I know yeah, what she's uh, what she's prepared to to do. So let's get into some. Now she's going to talk about some of the actual actionable items. Yeah, absolutely. After much discussion, the government caucus and I have therefore decided to implement the following policies and guidelines as it relates to transgender minors and athletes, including additional supports to assist transgender adults to secure the health care they need and the counseling support for youth identifying as transgender to ensure they can successfully work their way through their complex feelings and emotions as they grow to adulthood. First, on the issue of gender reassignment treatments for minors. For minors age 17 and under, top and bottom gender reassignment surgeries will not be permitted. For children age 15 and under, puberty blockers and hormone therapies for the purpose of gender reassignment or affirmation will also not be permitted, with the exception of those who've already commenced their treatment at this time. Minors age 16 and 17 will be permitted to commence hormone therapies for gender reassignment and affirmation purposes, so long as they are deemed mature enough to make these decisions and have parental physician and psychologist approval. For transgender adults, our government is currently working to attract one or more medical professionals to practice in Alberta who specialize in transgender surgery to ensure those individuals transitioning have access to an expert in Alberta to assist them with their extremely unique and complex medical needs, rather than going to Quebec, which is now the practice. We will also be building a private registry of medical professionals who specialize in this field to better support the lifelong healthcare needs of transgender Albertans, including access to needed hormones and surgery aftercare. When it comes to classroom instruction on subject matter involving gender identity, sexual orientation, or human sexuality, we will be requiring parental notification and an opt-in requirement for each instance a teacher intends to give formal instruction on these subjects. Furthermore, all third-party resource materials or presentations related to gender identity, sexual orientation, or human sexuality in our K-12 school system will need to be pre-approved by the Ministry of Education to ensure the materials are age-appropriate. For a minor, age 15 and under, the government will require parental notification and consent for a school to alter the name or pronouns of a child. For 16 and 17-year-olds who choose to alter their name or pronouns, parents do not need to give consent, but they must be notified. We know that nearly all parents, even those who may disagree with the decision of their children, will love and care for their children no matter what choices they make. However, in the handful of rare situations where one or both of the parents reject or become abusive to a child who identifies as transgender, we have child protection laws that will be strictly enforced. Dude. Do you not like, She's are, you, like are, the you, ghost, are you people man. not hearing this? Like, are you people not like for everyone right now who is celebrating without any exception, mm -hmm. this policy, do you not hear the things she said? Number one. If you're an adult and you're trans, yeah, cut off your bits, whatever. We're fine with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
okay, so that's a problem. Number mm-hmm. two, um, you know, only only some miners are 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 protected. Other yeah. miners are not protected. Oh, that's also a problem. Number three, at a certain age, it, you just need parental consent. Oh, so it's not wrong for boys to cut off their mm-hmm. penises if their parents are okay with it. So as yeah. long as the parents believe it's okay, it's fine. That's a problem. Oh, and and the idea of, you know, the um, they're going to get the expert. If, if your parents don't, yeah, it's just there's they're they're, they're so going to facilitate things. these procedures. And that that last little bit there, by the way, mm-hmm. is that's actually terrifying because it's still a part of this nice video with the nice music. What Danielle mm-hmm. Smith basically said was that if you so she assumes that all parents love their kids. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is what about the parents who love their kids who say, my kid's 13, but we need to cut off her breasts. But mm-hmm. I love my kid. So that's – but it, it, the real scary thing is if you live in Alberta and you have a child that's deeply confused mm-hmm. and both parents reject it, like, no, 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 you're not a girl. You're a boy. We're not, yeah. we're not going through with this. Then guess what? Child Protective Services can step in and deal with you. Oh, so yeah. which one is it, Danielle Smith? Mm-hmm. Is it parents only have rights unless it doesn't brush up against your godless libertarianism? Then mm-hmm. then parental rights end? And then one final comment quickly about this, this insistence that we're going to try to make it good within the school system. It is the state-funded education system mm-hmm. that has been the breeding grounds for this godless ideology yeah, and that the people who support it are products of that same education system. Mm-hmm. You cannot salvage it. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. All, sh- all she's going to do is perpetuate the problem. We need to think critically about this yeah. people. Like and, all, and everything also, I've just said, is just thinking critically about, which is, it's actually very dangerous stuff. And also we have to understand that this comes into the context of a nation that has passed bill C4. Right. We've passed Bill C4. So when she's talking about transgender people, so-called receiving the counsel that they need, know that that counsel legally can only go one way. And that is affirming and confirming for them in their delusion that they are indeed members of the opposite sex. That is is an incredibly important point. I, yeah. I, didn't, I, was, I wasn't even thinking about that, but you bringing up Bill C4 mm-hmm. makes me – this the entire video, this entire video seen in light of Bill C4, what you're going to see is here's what Danielle Smith never says. She never says if you're 13 years old and you identify as transgender, we're going to help you get the counseling you need because guess what? You're not actually a girl. Mm-hmm. She can't say that because she knows it's against the law. But no. what she – so what, all she's saying is just wait. But the whole point of this is just wait until you're older, yeah. but not get help to change it because she is bound by Bill C4 mm-hmm. and she will never say in, in one moment in this video, we're going to try to help you deal with the fact that you clearly have a mental illness. You clearly and, are delusional. There's something going on. And so, yeah, so she's buying into the basic premise that that this insane cult new cult religion is is putting forth that there is somehow something called transgenderism that 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 this is an actual um identity that needs uh, vast amounts of elective surgery to confirm and affirm she's using all their language like all she's doing is just 
pushing the buck down the field a little bit. She's just, mm. and that's why conservatives always lose because we can't seem to make the actual moral argument for stopping this. Now, I think there's only so much you can do from a government perspective to adults. And in Canada, you are seen as adults when you're 18. Um, whether or not that's wise, given the fact that your prefrontal cortex is still not developed, um, you know, is, is something that we can debate. But there's only so much the government can do to stop that. But but she's going above and beyond, right? It, it, because she's a coward and she doesn't think she can put forward this bill without giving concessions, right? These are the, this is the political calculation she's making. She's now facilitating the delusion of people. She's now making it easier by taxpayer money in Alberta for transgender individuals to uh, go through all these surgeries to confirm their insane cultish ideology so she's not understanding that these that these actions don't happen in a vacuum they happen according to a worldview according to a world and life view and if you want to attack that uh you have to go to the source you have to get to the underlying heart issues rather than just dealing with the presenting issues and that's what's lacking. And this is this is my take. I, I don't know Danielle Smith's heart. I can't peer mm. into her motives. But this no. is, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But this is my assessment right now. My assessment is that this position doesn't come from a place of deep conviction and principled integrity. Oh, I well, think a lot sure. of this, a lot of this is playing to the base, mm-hmm. knowing what will work. Because Alberta, and she is, she is setting herself up as a little bit of a cowboy saying, you can't tell us what to do, federal government. Mm -hmm. And her base loves it. Mm -hmm. And the people in Alberta love it. There are people, Alberta, people are leaving every province, not so much Alberta. People are going to Alberta. She understands her base likes this. And so she can be a little bit of the, we're going to stick out. We're going to be different. We're going to do things Mm -hmm. different. You can't tell us what to do. And she's playing that. But this is not, and this is my problem. I, and I was having a chat with a buddy as we were talking about this whole announcement. I have no problem with a intentional, purposeful, goal-oriented incrementalism Mm -hmm. in order to take more and more ground. Now, ideally, and and, and abolitionists, you know, whether it's abortion or issues obviously would, would call me a compromiser, that's fine. I I would love if, if there's, if, if we can just outlaw things altogether, but I'm also fine with an incremental play. That's what William Wilberforce mm. did, right? He didn't. There was no civil war in in England to get rid of slavery. There wasn't the bloodshed in the states mm. because he, you know, it took him 20, 30 years of yeah. working. So yeah. I'm okay with incremental steps for a yeah. purpose. I don't think that this is a goal oriented incremental play for Danielle Smith to rid. Alberta of this great evil to actually save children and prevent them from destroying their lives. No, I think that this is a big juicy stake to her base and she knows it'll play well. I mean, she might, she might personally say, I don't like the idea of kids cutting off their genitals. That, that, that's, that's fair. Mm -hmm. But the whole, like you're saying, the whole ideology, the whole underpinnings of this trans madness, I don't actually think she opposes it at all. I think she, she, agrees with it, concedes it, but just wants to put some boundaries around it. 
Yeah, exactly. She, she, she ideologically and on a worldview level has more in common with the progressives than she does with a true blue conservative. Right. Sure. So, but she might actually feel uncomfortable with how far it's so gone. Angry with us. They're probably so angry with you for saying that. Well, but shut up. Right. Way more, <laughs> she has way more in common. She's and this is the same she's thing with completely Paul pro-choice. Yeah, she's, she's Daniel way, Smith Paul is completely pro-choice. Polyev has way more in common. Like on a spectrum mm -hmm. of Trudeau to me, Polyev mm -hmm. is if Trudeau's a one and I'm a ten, Polyev's a one and a half. Yeah. He's a two. <laughs> Honestly. So is Danielle Smith. The only thing that moves them over is maybe we're not going to spend as much. And, you know, hey, we're kind of not so big on the globalism thing right now. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. central bank digital currency right now. But everywhere else, again, if we're comparing, compared yeah. to Bernier, mm -hmm. right, maybe, or compared to other leaders or other, you know, squishy conservatives, but compared to real biblical conservatism, um, these are, they're only a few inches apart from the NDP. And, and just, just on that point, if, if people, if you want to see the Overton window shift to something approaching sanity in our nation, you have to understand that <laughs> we need more voices who are going to attack so-called conservatives from the right. Because that's, it must be noted that Tucker Carlson is far to the right of Danielle Smith. But Danielle Smith likes Tucker Carlson. So there's no doubt in my mind that men like Carlson, James Lindsay had recently spoken there, Ben Shapiro has recently spoken in Alberta. All these conservative influencers are actually pulling somebody like Smith to the right because those are the people her base likes. So attacking conservatives from the right is a good thing to do if you want to see the culture, the, the Overton window shift. Now, we're not just doing it pragmatically because we want to see the culture shift conservative. We're doing it principally because... What and yeah, not... Not because we're compromised like David French and and <laughs> yeah. and and Tim Keller and who what the, what this movie coming out there's the the, the documentary oh. about the the Rob yeah. Reiner documentary about Christian nationalism yeah, Russell David Moore French and that and crew Russell and Moore and Mike, Michael Chang or whatever yeah. whatever the guy's name is we're yeah. not we're not criticized like we're not punching to the right because we're compromised and because we're saying she's too alt right she's too conservative <laughs> no. she's too right wing. We're saying the opposite. We're yeah. saying get off of the left side of the plane yeah, and come over to the right side of the plane. Sure. Jagmeet even though Singh I hate the left Trudeau, right things. Yeah, yeah. Even though Jagmeet Singh and Trudeau are hanging off the left side of the plane, they're as far as you can go. She's just a couple feet from them. Anyways, yeah. we, I said that people aren't going to like our take on this, and that's <laughs> fair. But we, our, our, we, we need to take. see through. Yeah, we need to cut through. <laughs> everything that's going on and really get down into the the ideological principled level of things and understand that everything that's happening right now seems good except if the next person in power in Alberta is a raging progressive all you have to do is flip a switch so here's mm -hmm. the, here's the switch just as an example you know what kids under 17 can do whatever they want Mm -hmm. As long as parents say it's okay, bing, that's it. Yeah. Flip that switch. Now parental consent rules the day. What have you done? Mm -hmm. 
What have you done? You've and, oh, parental consent rules the day. Oh, but what if parents don't consent? Well, our great previous leader, Danielle Smith, has just told us that if parents don't consent, Child Protective Services can step in. So either the parents are okay with mutilating their children or they're not, but that's okay. We're going to take the kids from them anyways because and, the conservatives said that, that it, it, that's okay. So you and, just, you've given the whole thing up. You've yeah. given your enemy the weapon to destroy you. And you've also imported the insane Frankensteinian doctors who are going to be yeah. there to, to perform these things. They'll be Fauci. Yeah, be yeah. For many, many, and they'll make many, they'll make tons of cash to do cabinet. it, right? Like, yeah. yeah, like you're, and that's why you can't just deal with the presenting issues. You have to deal with the underlying worldview issues that lead to these sorts of things taking place. Uh, yeah. Anyways, let's let's let's, let's, let's keep going. A few more, a few more things. The government is also designing a pilot project to provide appropriate counseling services to support parents and youth identifying as transgender to work through the unique challenges these families face. We encourage all teachers, parents, classmates, and youth volunteers to be on the watch for any instances of bullying of youth or children for any reason so adults can assist with putting a stop to it the moment it is detected. Our government also needs to deal with the emerging issue of the unfair disadvantages that young women and girls are experiencing when competing with biologically stronger transgender female athletes in sporting competitions. I strongly believe that those Come who are born on. male but have transitioned to or identify as female are owed female? the opportunity to meaningfully participate in sport. However, there are obvious biological realities that give transgender female athletes a massive competitive advantage over women and girls. It is not beneficial for those yeah, women, men. including those That's who are transgender, <laughs> for this divisive and sometimes dangerous situation to continue. That is why the Alberta government will work with sporting organizations active in our province to ensure that women and girls have the choice to compete in a women's only division in athletic competitions and are not forced to compete against biologically stronger transgender female athletes. We will also work with those same sporting organizations to ensure transgender athletes are able to meaningfully participate in the sport of their choice through the expansion of co-ed or other gender neutral divisions for athletic competitions. Oh man. So a couple, couple, two, two things there that again, Jeez. you, you got to pay attention to The first one is this, what is bullying a transgender person? Quote unquote. So not affirming them. I, exactly. Exactly. So if someone, if someone, in, if, if, if a, so I'll take my son for an, ex, as an example, my son, my oldest boy is very much like me in that bro calls it like it is. <laughs> right. It's like it is. And, and he, he'll, if it is what it, he's not rude, right. He's not mean. He's not trying to be evil and sinister, but it is what it is. If he sees mm. it, he'll say it for what it is. And he's honest. His heart's honestly, he's very, he's very much like me. The difference is he needs another 30 years of really getting dumped on and beat up for his obnoxious outspoken from the hip reaction. It'll take time. He'll be able to refine it. I'm much better now. I go off the rails <laughs> here because I'm in front of a camera, but in real life, I'm well behaved. So he's like me. So let's assume now my kid, my son goes to a classical Christian school. So he would never, we'd never see any of this, any of this, this madness there. But let's assume, let's assume my son was going to a state funded Marxist indoctrination center because I hated his guts and I wanted him to be destroyed. And I sent him there. Let's assume he's going there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's another student in his class, in his grade six class, who's a boy who uh, is thinking that he's a girl. 
because his parents are evil people who don't care about him. Mm-hmm. And my son says, oh, and this boy says, well, my name is now Cheryl and I'm a girl. My son will say, Charles, you're a boy. We talk about mm-hmm. you're a boy. <laughs> Dude, no, Malachi, you can't say that. No, no, Charles, you have a penis. You're a boy. Like, I know you're a boy. You were a boy yesterday. You're a boy. Okay. Is that bullying, Daniel Smith? Probably. Yeah. Probably that would be considered bullying. So that's dangerous because Mm -hmm. now truth telling is called bullying. That's a problem. And you have to be on a lookout for it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I find those bullies. Yeah. That's like, that's the reality. So not only is she getting the, the how and the why wrong of dealing with this, but she's also implementing structures that can be very dangerous to anybody who is existing in the real world where they understand that ontology trumps identity, that biology is, <laughs> is a reality um, that, that squashes our subjective opinion. Every time she says biologically stronger transgender females, that is just all that is yeah. is that is Orwellian doublespeak. Yeah, that's all yeah. that is. And no, if you notice, she exactly. did something else too. She did something else, which again, what she what she did with her language was she basically said, "I am a full on progressive in mm-hmm. the fact that we have the same dictionary," because she yes. created two categories. Mm-hmm. In one category are women. And in the other category are females. Did you notice that? Yeah. There's a women's only division, mm-hmm. which will not be for biologically stronger transgender females. So Danielle Smith has just said, and mm-hmm. and this is and this is why you people need to think a little more a little more critically. Yeah. Because she wants to legislate a legal difference yes. between women and female. Yes. Do you see that? Yeah. She wants to say that there is a legal distinction between woman and between mm-hmm. female, and that is 100% cultural Marxist mm-hmm. ideology. She's, she's that's accepting so their terms. That, 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 yeah. That's, that's our entire point. Yeah, and and wants to put it in in legislation. So, yes, maybe practically when she's in governance, as you say, that's not going to lead to something awful. But when you legislate these distinctions, when you set this precedent, it's Mm -hmm. there. And the next progressive NDP leader, if they get in, Mm -hmm. can just use that as as a cudgel to beat back anybody with any sort of common sense yeah because um, what's a woman what's yeah. a woman well, what if someone from out of province what if a 14 year old from out of province has had his penis removed and breasts has his penis removed and had fake breasts put on and he shows up oh i'm not a biological male i'm a woman how do you tell like what how are they going to distinguish between what are and are not women like mm-hmm. it, it, they're they're not all it's 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 very, very dangerous, mm-hmm. and you're just you're, you're creating you're creating a a weapon, yeah. and all you're doing is saying as long as the weapon is in our hands, everything will be fine. Yes. But the weapon will not always be in your hands. The weapon no, will eventually exactly. be in the hands of your enemy, and yeah. they're not going to be nearly as benevolent as you are. Yeah, and that's why I don't want Albertans to be sanguine about everything that's going on you guys have to understand you're far from the texas of canada 
you're far from true conservative. Oh, yeah. You arrested you, pastors. You, the province arrested you, pastors. You, you might be conservative as it, as it relates to the rest of Canada. But listen, I want you to do a search, Albertans, about social and emotional learning in your schools in Alberta. That is literally the hotbed of Marxist indoctrination being funneled into schools. You'll see it come up everywhere. The The problem is, though you still might be presenting as conservatives and winning some conservative battles, and I think good ones that we want to celebrate, we want to celebrate that this is a, a position that is good, it's righteous, it is a good use of the law. K kudos to Daniel Smith for for doing that much, um, pushing back against the, the insane overreach of the federal government in many different areas. That's a great thing, but that shouldn't lull you into complacency mm -hmm. and, and stop you from actually doing the hard work of looking beneath the floorboards and seeing, wait, there's, there's a lot of rotten pork in these bills. There's a lot of really, really dangerous assumptions that underlie what we're doing. And listen, we're still literally funding the ideal ideological capture of our institutions and our society. So if we really want this stuff to happen, we've got to out ouster those people instead of just, you know, doing a, you know, I hate to call it political consent because I, I think she actually is disturbed by what's going on. And that's why her and her party is is taking steps to stop it that they know are going to be unpopular. But they don't have enough intestinal fortitude to just go all the way. And th this is what my problem is with conservatives in Canada. You don't understand the times. You're not sons of Is Issachar. There is no third wayism. The center is gone it's it's dead okay you're fighting marxist I ideologues i don't know if she is disturbed matt and this is why and i i, I was maybe going to say this a little later but i don't think she is really disturbed i don't think she's i, I don't think she's principled at all this is a strong statement no. to make okay I no she's, she's not principled. i i think and anybody who knows that alberta politics yeah. would say she's not right yeah, danielle smith has flip-flopped a lot well, and her, this is what she's basically saying. Okay, this is the takeaway. This is my takeaway from this. And this is why this is political calculation. This is not principled, a principled position from integrity. What Danielle Smith is telling Albertans. Yeah. This is what Albertans, this is what Daniel Smith is telling Albertans. If you are between the ages of birth and 17, we're not going to allow someone to cut off your bits. But if you're older than 17, we're going to you're going to have to pay for someone else to cut off their bits. And if you're preborn, oh yeah, then we're okay with cutting cutting you to bits as well. Mm -hmm. But between the ages of 0 and 17, we're going to arbitrarily determine that then and only then, only then should precious human beings be protected. Yes. Yeah. From mutilization and destruction and harm. Only 0 to 17. Outside mm -hmm. of that window, destroy the image of God. Mar human beings. Rip their body parts off and make them indistinguishable from their former selves. Utterly mm -hmm. devastate them and probably consign them to death and suicide and destruction. But mm -hmm. 0 to 17, we're going to hold on to that. But 18 and up and pre-birth, if you're pre-born, yeah, then 
you, you can a preborn baby, you can rip their limbs off and smash their skull and vacuum their brains out. That's mm-hmm. fine for Danielle Smith, but it's yeah. not okay to cut off a 12-year-old girl's breasts. But it is okay to cut off an 18-year-old girl's breasts. Wait yeah. a minute. What how do you how can you live in this world? How can you how can you live in that cognitive? She doesn't distance? have yeah, she doesn't have a coherent a godless yeah. libertarian that doesn't actually care. She mm-hmm. does not actually care in a principled, objective way about the sanctity of human life and the protection of innocent children from any harm and from the evils of any murderous, godless person. She doesn't actually care. She cares yeah. about winning. She cares about appeasing her base, and she cares about making some concessions. But Danielle Smith does not value innocent human life from the moment that life begins until the moment that life ends naturally. She doesn't actually care. In fact, she rejoices and celebrates when it's a child that's preborn and is indifferent when it's a child over the age of 17. And that, friends, is wicked. Mm-hmm. It is evil. It is vile, and that kind of ideology and attitude is not to be celebrated. It is to be called out. We're mm-hmm. to call her out on her evil and tell her, be consistent. Don't be, don't show the sin of partiality. Yeah. Right. And, Christians, and, conservatives, wake up to this. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, Matt, don't be lulled asleep by this. That is yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, that's the serious issue is no politician can rise above their worldview. And Danielle Smith, as far as I can tell, does not have a coherent worldview. She's much like Donald Trump in that way, right? It, she she doesn't have a coherent worldview that holds together. So she has a bunch of different uh, beliefs and policies that she wants to implement, but they're just suspended. They're animated in midair. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's – though we can from time to time give a thumbs up because one of those uh, policies and procedures – it aligns with our worldview. The fact of the matter is she doesn't have the coherent foundation by which to actually plug in all these constituent parts. So there is a lot of cognizant cognitive dissidence, and there is a lot of confusion within her worldview um, that leads her open to attacks from the left and the progressives. And it, it ultimately compromises her as far as actually standing um, and being a true conservative. Uh, anyways, we have one more clip. We should play it and then we should move on. I understand how controversial and divisive discussions on topics of sexuality and gender can be, especially when those conversations involve children. I would therefore ask that as we work through implementing these policies, that we, as adults in this province, do all we can to depoliticize the discussion and focus on the well-being of the children involved. Andrew, whether they are young people identifying as transgender she's living right. in a or who find themselves world. attracted to those of There's the same no sex, third way, or simply trying to understand the complex and often changing emotions and feelings of being teenagers, they all need our unconditional love and support. And it's to those children and teens that I want to say just how much we love you and support you in becoming the person you want to be. You never have to feel alone or isolated. If you do, reach out to your parents, family members, teachers, a coach, or other trusted adults and ask for support. We, as the adults in your life, will be there for you to make sure you know just how amazing and precious you are. Thank you for listening. So there you have it. Mm -hmm. We want to help you become 
the te- the the kids and adults and this again this this is why libertarianism the only difference between libertarianism and totalitarianism is who sits on the throne mm. so the the libertarian the, the, we we hate statism yeah. right we hate the idea that the state is god mm-hmm. so statism is bad and libertarians say we need to be libertarian but the problem with libertarianism is you become god mm-hmm. libertarianism is autonomy it's i make the laws well, both I, are autonomy I right we, but, we, yeah, we have to understand it's not out there it's in here yeah right one is one is the state is is what makes the rules is the perfect what, representation of autonomous yeah. ra- man right it's yeah. it's a- autonomous man writ large and it, it, libertarians want autonomous man writ small what we're saying is it's yeah. it's either theonomy or yeah. autonomy and we're saying theonomy is the only co- coherent uh, option mm-hmm. that doesn't lead to absolute total and utter chaos you and either that have is the actually tyrant of the state yeah. or the tyrant of the self yeah or the lordship of christ who's not yeah. a tyrant who's a yeah. sweet kind leader mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah these are your exactly. options tyrant of the state the tyrant of the self or the lord jesus christ upon the throne because her that language there we want you to become the adult that you want to be no no <laughs> <laughs> I do not want my children to become who they want to be. Yeah. Why? Be- first of all, because they have no idea. Yeah. They have no idea who they want to be. They have no idea mm-hmm. what, what what what's going on in the world. They have no idea about yeah. things. They don't know what. There's they a way need. that seems right to man, and that that, that yes. way leads to death. They need instruction, and what what's most important is I want my kids to become. Who God wants them to be. Yes. Amen. Who does the Lord desire them to be? Mm-hmm. That's what matters, not who they want to be. Yeah. That's destructive. Mm-hmm. Destructive. Yeah. So I, I, I think you're right. People might not like the fact that we're not jumping up and celebrating um, without, you know, serious reflection on what's going on. That's not who we are. I'm. I'm not somebody who's going to celebrate somebody because they're wearing my team colors. If they're doing something that's not right, I I'm not partisan in in that way. I I'm not I don't I'm not going to create an idol of these these politicians. Um, I can be thankful for some of what this this legislation does, but obviously, as we've said, it it doesn't go far enough, and it actually creates some dangerous precedents moving forward that uh, should these tools be put in the hands of insane Marxist NDP uh, provincial leaders, they can be used for, for even greater accelerated destruction of, of children. Um, that's Again, why it's dangerous. Happy, ex- exceedingly happy that in the province of Alberta, children 17 and under will not be subject to legal state funded general mutilate, general mutilation sterilization and we're happy that parents who i'm sorry are still foolish enough to send their kids to state-funded schools at least have mm-hmm. some measure of protection uh, yeah from the fullness of evil indoctrination so their kid will only get 90 percent of a godless ideology <laughs> indoctrination not the full 100 yeah. percent, which is fine that's better than nothing mm-hmm. but yeah. you, you know what you'll if, if you if you haven't liked the episode thus far 
we're going to dunk on some of the libs soon and their hot takes on yeah. it. You'll like that. So maybe, maybe we should have done that first. That I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got, you got to give the medicine. Give the medicine first. Yeah. Bad take, news before getting the news. medicine. And then we'll, we'll give you something a little bit sweet to make you like us a little bit better. So before we move on, though, we have to talk about your social media email marketing world. If you're using MailChimp, HubSpot, or Salesforce for email marketing, CRM, and sales, you probably know they've been canceling Voices of Freedom and Truth. That's why Liberty Coalition Canada has switched to SalesNexus. SalesNexus is a complete business marketing and sales solution that won't tell you what you should say or believe. Try it yourself at salesnexus.com and get two users for the price of one with our promo code LIBERTY. That's salesnexus dot com promo code liberty now on to the stuff that's going to make you like us a little more <laughs> yeah this is the red meat uh part of our episode so as andrew you would expect progressives have come out strongly against danielle smith's policy proposal putting them on the side of sterilization and genital mutilization i actually i actually tweeted out andrew uh about this and it, it, it was really disturbing seeing the response um because it turns out that canada is filled with sadistic groomers who really 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 want children to cut off their healthy body parts yeah that that's that's our nation Imagine being, and this is what I've told people, imagine being on the side that says, I am so angry that we won't be cutting off boys' penises and girls' breasts in Alberta Without anymore. the consent of their parents. That No, but no, the consent is only if you're, I think the consent is only, I think it's if you're 14 or 16 yeah. and up, if you're mature enough. But let's just say 13. So here you have, here you have people saying the fact that kids won't be getting irreversible damage done to their bodies and hormones that will destroy them and probably lead them to kill themselves at a greater rate. I'm so <laughs> mad that we're not yeah. sterilizing children. Like imagine being on that team. Yeah. That's your team. Dude, you, you, you look Oof. in the mirror. You're not the good guy. <laughs> you're, you're not the good guy. Um, anyways, as one would su suspect the unison cry from these crazy Marxist progressive ideologues has been well this puts trans kids at severe risk and it's it's all a political stunt by danielle smith um and we're gonna see that that spin time and time again let's hear first from if you can stomach it i mean uh from some of these progressive idiots uh first up is uh health minister and what is with it? he's wearing like red converse with a bow tie he looks like a damned fool mark holland it's just it's embarrassing these guys are clowns daniel smith introduced some new uh, changes in alberta that would um make some changes to transgender kids um to sports to policies in schools and i want to know i mean the government has uh, introduced legislation to protect trans youth in the past is there a role has your government discussed any type of action on this is this something that might fall into a category of withholding health funding for example uh i'm deeply disturbed um the decision that was made by alberta places kids at risk uh 
we know that uh, one of the one of the number one reasons why kids take their life uh, is uh, is problems around sexual identity, uh, and uh, that the ability to be who you are, you know, uh, is so vitally important. And I, I I thought we were in a place in this country, you know, when we voted on C three and we were we 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 stood unanimously. Um, I, I thought we were in a place in this country where we were moving past this. Um, it's, Did he get the bill wrong? I, I think it's extremely dangerous. Bill C four. He doesn't to, even know what he's uh, talking about. To engage in this kind of thing, which is I, I think playing politics um, when you're talking about children's lives, and uh, so affirming gender, making sure that uh, that that kids and families have the health care that they need on extremely sensitive issues, is so very important. So what are we going to do? Uh, you know, I. Uh, I I've got to, I'm going to be in Alberta very soon. I'm going to be meeting with Adriana Lagrange. Uh, I've, I've had uh, a very strong working relationship with her. Um, I want to talk through these issues. I want to see us if, if we can find a solution through talking um, to really understand what this is going to mean and the, and the devastation that it's going to bring um, so that we can find an off-ramp. Uh, so, in you know, I, that's my first priority is to try through communicating. And as I say, I'll be in Alberta very soon to have that face-to-face -face meeting. That's the first step. Now, it should be pointed out, Andrew, it should be pointed out that when he says this is going to have drastic effects on LGBTQ youth who are, because when they're not affirmed in their uh, their sexual delusions and their sexual identity, so-called, um, they're likely to commit suicide. But we know, especially as it pertains to transgenderism, the rates of suicidality do not change. And in fact, sometimes they get worse after invasive surgeries. So if that is a true, like they're just saying these things with yep. actually it, it, no don't know the long term effect. Yeah. They yeah. have no idea. What about in 10 years? What about in yeah. 15 years? What's going to yeah. happen then? They don't know. And the amazing part too, Andrew, Canada's uh, styled ourselves as a, a progressive European North American countries. But do you know that in Europe, a bunch of countries have taken even more conservative positions on this type of meatball surgery and, and invasive surgery because of the the drastic effects it's having. Do you know that some of the chief proponents of these surgeries who were working in these clinics have now and come and seen their, their horrifying long-term effects. And they're saying we were totally and utterly mistaken to lead people down this primrose path to a life full of drastic medical intervention, a life where you're going to have to spend money all the time to, to keep up this charade. Um, and we did it without evidence. We did it based off of a, a philosophical ideal, ideological commitment, not long-term, uh, scientific evidence. Um, that's what, what we're talking about. But Mark, is nobody in that press room is going to hold them accountable, right? The the first thing they're excited to ask uh, the feds is, how are you going to punish Alberta for doing this? Mm -hmm. They're not questioning him. Mark, do you not understand that suicidality does not change in any significant way after these surgeries have done? So what is your argument for this being a dangerous bill? You don't have one. Yeah, um, you know... 
you know our country is in a dark place when the minister of health <laughs> yeah. is this the minister of health is disturbed that children will not be receiving medication that will chemically castrate them mm-hmm. or will not have their healthy sexual organs removed. When the minister of health is deeply disturbed by that not happening, mm-hmm. you know that we are living in very, very dark days. And how Orwellian can we get it? Okay, next we have justice minister. So we have health, now we have justice minister. This was the sidekick standing beside Martin Hot. Uh, yeah, Arif Varani. Mrs. Robin. Yeah. Um, it, it, which, by the way, he, uh, he, he, he had an interaction with Polyev where he called him an effing tool the other day. So re- really swell man, this Arif, uh, probably a he's pro-Hamas a so, he's a terrorist supporter. minister, right? Yeah, that's he's a social well, justice minister. That's that is how they minister. define justice. So here, let's hear Arif. Just touch on the Alberta point. I would say also that one needs to reflect on this as a parent. I'm a dad. Mark's a dad. Parents have these conversations all the time with children. They need to be able to have those conversations with children. Sometimes Which children the bill allows don't feel empowered for, to have just those so conversations. Everybody knows. That's a small amount of children around the country, an even smaller amount in Alberta. I think Red actually hairy. targeting that small minority for some political purpose in Alberta, as it seems that the Premier is doing, is not becoming of her office and is in fact actually targeting and perhaps de- even demonizing those children. We're not talking about their exploration of their sexuality when we're banning kids from a schoolyard or from a playground or from a sports team. That looks, that, looks, that looks more targeted and that's what I have significant concerns about. There's nothing to go, that is a completely speculative question. They've announced what they're- Andrew, we watched the video. It, what he's talking about is not yeah, what, banning from a schoolyard. What? Yeah, like this is. I didn't, read, I didn't hear that. No, he's just totally making this stuff up, and 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 they have the gall to stand there and say this is a political. This is political theatrics. He is attacking a straw man. And apparently he's going to get away with it. Uh, maybe somebody's asking him a hard question. We'll see. Thinking about doing, they've not tabled anything. There's no legislation. There's nothing to be taken to court. I'm not going to speculate about future processes. Uh. So a couple things. He starts off by saying, I'm a parent. Mark's a parent. Okay. So you know what I find curious? I find this curious. All of, all of the people who occupy the high places in our country. Mm-hmm. None of their kids go to public schools. Um, Very few, probably. The, va- yeah. the, va- the vast, vast majority of them are just just regular straight people, right? They're just they're just people that understand that the world works a certain way. So there's that. Their kids don't go to to private schools. You don't hear stories about these politicians coming out with their kids or my kids trans. My kids, why? Because these ghouls, they understand that they would never, ever subject their children to the stuff that they want your children to be subjected to. Why? Because they don't care about anything. Every people group is merely a political pawn used in their game of amassing wealth and power and dominating the populace. That's why. They don't actually, they don't believe what they say. They don't. If they really believed in the climate alarmism, they would stop flying in their pli- private jets, driving around in their SUVs, 
and buying properties on beachfronts that should be gone in 20 years because of erosion mm. and climate change. They don't actually believe it. So this I'm a parent, Mark's a parent, is garbage. That's yeah. whatever. Yeah. I know you're a parent, but your your kid is not going to be the one whose penis is cut off. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Well, it's just, I mean, he's putting forward just straw men like crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, Arif is an interesting gentleman. Uh, it, it, it's it's foolishness uh, w- what's being forwarded here. But we have to It gets to worse. It, 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 it gets worse. It's we, we just more foolish very soon. Yeah, we have to understand that we have to get our kids out of public schools. <laughs> I mean, we have to we we have to keep them away from the, this insanity. And uh, to your point, Andrew, about history using people and discarding them, that's basic to a Marxist progressive worldview, right? Because it's it's they're young Hegelians. So history churns and churns and churns in this interplay by these dialectical f- forces. And um, to reach a new synthesis, the antithesis and uh, the thesis need to collide. And then once we've reached that new synthesis, we're going to discard that to continue on the progression and the evolution of humanity. And in that process, history uses people and discards them. And we see that in all these Marxist cultural revolutions, the French revolution, which is really the spirit behind basically all these type of as a proto socialist revolution, uh, between all these revolutions that we've seen in the modern era, the, um, the Bolshevik revolution, the cultural revolution in Maoist China, all the time, all these insane revolutionaries who are used by the state to implement their, their uh, social change that implements their power, they're discarded summarily because they're too radical. Yep. Uh, we see that with the Red Guard in Maoist China. So, and, and we actually, in talking to one young lady, uh, I, forgive me, I can't remember, maybe you can refresh me on her Sarah. name. Sarah. Sarah is her name. Yeah. Um, about her experience in the transgender c- community, that's, that's what she dealt with. That's what she dealt with, is mm-hmm. this was a community who was only using her. And uh, supporting her so long as she was going along with the ideology and that she could be a useful tool in their social revolution. But the second that she started to question the narrative, that she started to ask serious questions about how healthful this sort of behavior is... um, she was dis- summarily discarded. Discarded. Yeah. discarded. And yeah. that's that's ultimately what's going to go on here. And that's what why the church- this is a cult. Why we, when we say cult, when we say the cult yes. of transianity, yeah. we mean it because this is what cults do. Yeah. This so is what cults do. When you're not, when you don't agree anymore, you are, mm-hmm. you are, you are excised from the cult. Yeah. You so, are. You, what, what's the technical term? What's it called again? Uh, you're shamed. You're what, when you're no, there's 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 an actual term that they use when you're uh, shunned. You're shunned. Yeah, you are yes. shunned. You yeah. are dead to us yeah. now. Yeah, no, exactly. So uh, just a warning to these revolutionaries is you're likely going to be chewed up and spit out and you're going to be on the receiving end 
of of the this cultural revolution and a note to the churches in Canada we need to be prepared to minister to these people who are going to be eaten up and spit out mm-hmm. and realistically we have to be prepared to minister to perhaps an entire generation of eunuchs because of the choices that they have made and that they've been championed to make. That's what we're going to deal with. So you talk about most of these people, they're just, you know, elites. It's been talked about a long time. They're just, they're actually live more socially conservative lives than their ideology promotes. They're living these normal lives. One person who's not is Randy Boissonneau. Um, he's a, a flaming homosexual. I'm pretty sure. Uh, or at least carries himself that way. Anyways, he's LGBT through and through. He's an LGBTQ activist, not a politician. But let, nevertheless, he is the Minister of, Emplo- this, yeah. employment. <laughs> Minister of uh, employment. The Minister of Employment oh, under okay. Trudeau's re- regime. He's just a ghoulish figure. But let's uh, let's hear what what Mr. Randy's got uh, got for us here. Heard there from Premier Smith who said these policies are designed to protect LGBTQ plus youth from irreparable harm. What's your response? Nothing could be further from the truth. I watched that uh, warm, fuzzy video that's full of discrimination and then spent the night consoling people in my province who were crying on the phone, uh, telling me how terrified they were, offering to help me as a federal minister to defend them in Alberta against a premier who's basically um, decided that the entire LGBTQ community is in her crosshairs. And I can tell you this is worse than anything I would see Jason Kenney do, worse than anything I'd ever see uh, Ralph Klein do. And both of those statements are pretty loaded. Now, let me say this too. In Alberta, the vast majority of parents love their kids, whether they're trans, non-binary, queer, LGBT. But that's not the case for all kids, David. And I can see the stats, like the stats are on the ground in my city of Edmonton, in Calgary, in smaller centers, where 50% of youth homeless come from the LGBTQ community because some parents kick out their kids when they come out of the closet. And I can tell you that when I told my parents at 28, it was the last conversation I had to have with anyone in my network because it's the hardest conversation, because it's the hardest conversation because you don't know if that's it. And you don't know if that's gonna be the case. And I can say happily that we got a progressive province, but Danielle Smith does not speak for trans youth, for the LGBTQ community, or the loving parents that want to see those people do well. And this is dangerous for youth in Alberta. So there you go. There is confirmation. He came out. I, I, th- I thought he was gay. <laughs> Anyways, it, 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 this is, in. I mean, Randy is, the, he's spinning this. He's making this a huge issue. Um, but the, uh, what needs to be understood maybe a lot of people don't know this. There is a huge movement, especially within the LGBTQ community, to go no contact, they call it. And this is huge on TikTok. And what that means is totally cutting off your family and your friends, is when you come out not having anything to do with your family and friends because the LGBTQ community is your new community. So when he says, well, 50% of people in our province uh, are LGBTQ um, and homeless, well, is that actually because their parents are rejecting them or that they're cutting off their parents who might not ideologically conform to where they're at 
because of because they don't feel accepted because their parents don't affirm them that's that's the logical fallacy in this mm-hmm. affirmation is not the same as love they're not the same thing so you can love somebody without affirming their behaviors. We know this all the time, right? I I don't affirm people that I love who want to kill themselves, who want to kill themselves slowly by alcoholism, by all these things. You don't affirm dangerous and destructive behaviors because that equals love. No, in many cases, the loving thing to do is disabuse the people you love of their false beliefs and their dangerous habits. But in this ideology of progressivism, affirmation equals love. So if you don't affirm, you don't love. Therefore, what's the appropriate response to do? For LGBTQ youth, it's go no contact because your parents have already rejected you because they will not affirm you. Then what happens? Well, they're not prepared to launch a lot of these people. And then they end up homeless because of choices they have made, not because of choices other people have made. But even if so, I want to say this, and this might be controversial, even if it is a result of their parents kicking them out. Let's just let's just play the scenario out. You have five kids in your in your family. You have four kids in your family. You have a 14-year-old, an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 5-year-old, right? That's your family. And your 14-year-old is committed to saying they're a boy even though they're a girl. They're they're going to go get their breasts cut off. They're going to start taking hormone therapy. They're they're bringing all that nonsense in the home. And here you have your 14-year-old that that not only is living a lie, but it's harming themselves. And you also have to think about your other four children who are being influenced by this person when you're not around, who are seeing it, who are thinking, it doesn't matter what mom and dad says. My my sister thinks it's okay. My teachers thinks it's okay. All my friends think it's okay. And so you have to worry about the effect, the harm that this does to your other kids as well. And so if you tell your 14-year-old, listen, no, you're wrong. You're not a girl. You're, you're a boy. That's the truth. And in our house, we live in the real world. We accept reality, not fiction. And so stop this nonsense. That's not who you are. You are hurting yourself. You're also hurting your younger brothers and sisters who look up to you, who are going to emulate you, who are going to think that what you're doing is okay. You are destroying yourself. You are destroying your brothers and sisters. You are bringing harm upon them. You need to stop, and if you do not stop, and you will not abide by the rules of this house, then you are not welcome to live here. Oh, that's cold. That's harsh. Sorry. That's the reality of the situation. You cannot sacrifice all of your children because one child has already given themselves over to a great evil. Now, it doesn't mean you say, I'm never going to talk to you. I'm not going to spend time with you, but I'm sorry. You cannot live in this house if you refuse to abide by our rules and reality and as long as you harm your brother and your sister. Now, the reason why something like that would sound so shocking to progressives and even many, many Mm. professing Christians, they would hear that and say, that's wild, (laughs) is because they have rejected the biblical reality that our world functions with structure and authority 
and mm. hierarchy and, and covenantally headship. right in our world a father is responsible mm. for his family and he has been tasked with the leadership and authority in his home he needs to care about his entire family and he is allowed to set rules and standards and say to his children you must abide by these rules you are bound by them but what is the world say or what, what what's transianity saying no 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 what you as a 13 year old feel that's mm -hmm. most important your parents mm -hmm. are wrong if they don't agree with you it's because your parents are they are archaic Christ, Christo fascist yeah. alt-right your parents are stupid they're just not informed and so kids are being pitted against their parents mm -hmm. you know what's right and your parents are wrong yeah but but biblically that's not the operation no. so I'm, I'm sorry to say if it means a one child needs to leave the house mm -hmm. right we, we understand this in other contexts as well if there is a persistent unrepentant sin in the church and the person will not stop mm -hmm. in order to maintain the purity and the unity of the church and to not harm new believers or confuse mm -hmm. people who don't have the maturity what do you say to that person you are no longer welcome in this fellowship mm -hmm. you are not allowed to join us as we gather together and, the worship. and that's that's understanding it's these relationships co co covenantally right uh that the covenant has been broken these relationships are fractured and you're just actually making manifest the the true reality of the situation in doing that sort of thing right you you're going through the proper biblical processes of winning back your brother right. winning back your child but if they cannot right. uh, after confronting them with the truth of the gospel after loving them enough to bring witnesses to mediate discussions, uh, you mm -hmm. know, after do, going through all these steps, if they will yeah. remain un, unrepentant, then they are forfeiting their covenant blessings. And part of those covenant blessings, as you say, Andrew, are being w in fellowship with the, the covenant community of whatever right. sphere you're in. The protection and that, of this home, yeah. this, being a part of this family, being a part of being a part of this unit mm -hmm. affords you certain privileges and protections and benefits yeah. yes. but if you are going to and again I'm, I'm glad you brought up it's not that if a child comes home and says dad i'm a girl leave my house no, no of course no, no, not no. <laughs> no 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 but if you if the person persists yeah. in their unrepentant hard-hearted rejection of reality mm -hmm. and evil self-destruction which will also be harmful to the rest of the yeah. family especially younger children mm -hmm. then it is your duty as a father yeah. to not only protect your other children but it is your your duty to not allow that kind of evil and destruction and unrepentance mm. remain in your household because you will inevitably corrupt the souls yeah. of your other children and, as well. And the dangerous part here, Andrew, and this is why we're spending so much time on this subject for today, is Daniel Smith and Randy Boisano and all these ministers, um, they have the same belief that the chief role of the parent in the life of a child is affirming the child. That yes. is biblically incoherent and, and destructive. Them, giving them food and clothes. That's your yeah. job. Give them a home. Give them clothes. Get them to sports on time. But and even just that. make sure that whatever, whatever they want to be, you help them be whatever they want to be. Let them let them be. It's Disney. They're going to follow their heart. Yeah. yeah. And, and and this is what's crazy. It is Disney. I've talked about this with someone recently. Yeah. Every Disney movie 
most Disney movies follow the same format. You mm-hmm. have a child that wants to follow their heart and parents who say, son, that's not how the world works. Mm-hmm. And what does a child say? Dad, you're stupid. You don't understand. You don't know me. I'm going to mm-hmm. disobey you. I'm going to run off and do my own thing. And here's what happens in the real world. In the real world, eventually, after the child has destroyed their lives, maybe they come back and the, and the parent says, listen. I love you. You were wrong. Mm-hmm. I know you were wrong. You're, you're back and I'll, I'll, I'll love you. That's the real world. In the Disney world, the child goes out, conquers the world and comes back. And what does the parents say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I rejected you. I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't agree with which, you. Which now so that I think about it, Andrew, is that not the anti-prodigal son tale? Like that's literally exactly. flipping the entire it's entire the, story it's the on its head. Yeah, it's the opposite. So we, our kids have been taught a follow your gospel. heart, follow your heart, and if your parents disagree with you, they're wrong. Follow your heart, anyways. You'll be okay in the end. You'll find true love. You'll win. You will. You will conquer whatever needs to be conquered, and your parents will either have to realize they were wrong and agree with you or have nothing to do with you for the rest of your life. Like, listen, I'm sorry. Jasmine should not have married a thief. Her dad was right. Like, this is this is so wild. You watch you watch, the movie, you watch Aladdin. Your, you are, your job as a sultan is you are tasked with rule of the kingdom. Your job is caring for the entire, all the people. And you also don't have your wife, probably because she died. So you're having to raise a daughter on your own, which is very difficult, as you're trying to rule a kingdom. And your daughter wants to run off with a thief. <laughs> and you say no. <laughs> I, I bet you I'm nobody... Gonna I, I'm going to do nobody what I expected, want to do, Dad. No, nobody expected an analysis of Aladdin today. But, but, but you got it. <laughs> I want to do, do what I want to do, yeah. Dad. What do yeah. you know? Yeah. Bumbling idiot. Bumbling idiot. Yeah. He's running the whole he's running the whole kingdom and mm-hmm. he's caring for his rebellious daughter without a wife present to help in that. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be with a thief. And what does he say at the end? Well, I guess we'll change the laws so that you can marry a thief. I'm sorry. I do whoa, 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 hold on a second. No, 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 no. No, no, that's not how it works. How it works is, honey, okay, he's a thief. I'm in charge of you and this nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to marry him? Okay, go. But you're not. Mm. It, it's not going to happen in this setting with this blessing. I'm also, responsible. also, it should be it should be noted that they probably would have killed him or like cut off his uh, hands <laughs> uh, within hey, the cultural context. That's why it's a fantasy story and yeah, not so, real but, life. But that, that is every every Disney movie. It follows that same format. Mm-hmm. And the person who disobeys and rebels against their parents to follow their heart is the yeah. protagonist, and is the hero. And that's the world we live in, where all our politicians, like you said, Matt, all our politicians are living in a Disney world yeah. where you, young person, follow your heart. And if your parents don't agree with you, you rebel, you defy, you disobey. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We might even punish them. We might punish them and save you from their tyranny. But in the real world, the way God's made the world to work is parents are tasked with that responsibility. And when parents disobey, 
there's a reason why the fourth commandment is you, you if you don't honor your mother and father. So yeah, so the, the the fifth commandment is you don't honor your mother and father. Guess what? Things it's not going to go, go well for you in the land. Yeah, exactly. That's how God's okay. made the world to work. Andrew, you need to stop it because we have one more clip. <laughs> okay. And uh, unfortunately, we have saved the worst for last. So we didn't want people fainting and vomiting and missing our uh, our in-depth analysis of Aladdin before. <laughs> we didn't want you tuning out before we got to this point. So uh, before... Uh, you know, playing this clip, we do have to warn you, it is from our prime feminist in chief, uh, Justin Trudeau. So all the usual caveats, insert them here, be careful, and let's listen to the clip. Canadian parents love their kids, and we want the very best for them, and we want them to be kept safe. LGBT youth across this country are among the most vulnerable to homelessness, to suicide, to a range of things that can harm them. We need to be there to defend them. We need to be there to protect them. And I know Canadians across the country are doing just that. It is telling that the week after welcoming uh, far-right American conservative Tucker Carlson to her province to sit oh, with him on stage. On. Danielle Smith has now moved forward uh. with the most anti-LGBT policies of anywhere in the country. Canadians need to know that the federal government uh, and uh, all Canadians uh, will be there to protect youth. As a federal government, we will always be there to protect uh, the most vulnerable, uh, particularly vulnerable LGBT youth who need to know uh, that there are people across the country there to fight for them. Uh, I, you know, if, if Premier Smith wants to fight someone, uh, stand with us and fight for Canadians on lower grocery prices, on uh, affordable fuel, on <laughs> be a progressive housing, Daniel. <laughs> on fighting climate change. Fight with us to defend uh. the rights of vulnerable Canadians. Don't fight against vulnerable LGBT youth. Dude, I am okay. Uh, dude, okay, you go first. Dude, the level of his cowardice is just unbelievable. Because mm -hmm. naturally, one would have thought in that moment, if, if he's he's angry, he's you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna protect everybody. How dare she do this thing? You know, if Danielle wants to fight somebody, naturally, one would be be like, fight me. We'll fight for Canadians' rights against the intrusion unlawfully of these crazy right-wing fascists. But he doesn't even say that. He's like, fight with me. <laughs> he's, he's not even enough of a man to say, I'm going to interpose yeah. between this supposed person and the, uh, the, the, the innocent victim. He's not even enough of a man to do that. He can't even say that. He can't even bring himself to say that because he's a coward and a fool. Mm -hmm. And, and even an the idiot. stuff he was saying, though, what what's, people need to see through it. Why doesn't Danielle Smith join us in the fight for affordable groceries? <laughs> hey, it's your crazy climate policies and your COVID policies that are jacking up the prices. That's your yeah. fault. Yeah, let me fight with you. Oh, why won't she fight with us? What was the other thing that he said? Um, he said uh, for a, climate a change. Groceries. On, oh, and and, uh, and and yeah, and and fuel. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, hold on a second. Aren't you the one with your crazy climate policies? 
yeah. that has severely hindered what Alberta can do in tapping into the natural resources available in their own province. You made that mm -hmm. problem. So you make so you're telling Danielle Smith, join us in the fight in these areas. But what you're basically telling Daniel Smith to do is join us in the fight while we have handcuffed you to the radiator and we have tied your feet together. Join us in the fight, even though we've ruined you. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's baloney right there. Well, Andrew, um, and I want to jump in because this is the point that I want to make. Uh, and we, we've gone long, so we should keep it short. But my point is this. Danielle Smith, you've given so many concessions. We saw all the concessions that were packed into this, you know, um, this this press release that you did on the implementation of this legislation in Alberta. You gave concession after concession after concession. You adopted their, their dictionary, their terms. You gave a thumbs up to the underlying worldview that are leading to these actions. And what did it get you? It got you exactly what you would have gotten if you t took the most stringent, far-right, hardest response ever. And this is what conservatives don't understand. Lean into the hatred of the mainstream media. Lead into the hatred of progressives. Lean into it, because what we saw in Calgary was massive LGBTQ protests. It, it, if you do not give them every jot and tittle of what they want when they want it, they're going to come for your neck. So if you're not the if you're not to the left of Stalin, then you're to you're to the right of Reagan. Yes, like that's that's yeah. it. So well, you might as well you might as well just say this is what this is how it is. You might this, as well own it. Yeah, and and go all the way. Go all the way. Yeah. Call out the ideology. Call out these crazy Marxists for wanting to castrate and mutilate children. Don't do it in whispered, hushed to tones. Fight this fight in the way that it needs to be fight. Don't offer concession after concession after concession to your enemies. It's essentially paying the Dane Geld. Never pay the Dane Geld. The Danes never are true to their word. Don't pay the Dane Geld. Fight like hell against this dangerous Marxist ideology. Make the case, win the day, and stand firm. Don't give concessions because it never works. They're still treating you like Mussolini or like, like they are painting you like you are the most far-right, dangerous extremist in the entire world because you're passing a pretty benign bill to stop gender mutilation of minors yeah you might as well lean into it and own it and i i wouldn't be surprised andrew last point um that given justin trudeau's rhetoric that this is just going to be another reason why our nation and uh <laughs> the the orwellian uh, officers and bureaucrats will seek to uh stop men like uh, tucker carlson and ben shapiro and james Lindsay and all these conservative influences from ever coming into our country that this is the even, tact that they're going to take even that this is what's also pretty wild matt those names you mentioned mm -hmm. even though even those names are <laughs> not far right enough for us they're all they're all god haters yeah like it's it's well i don't know like about tucker i, w I wouldn't g go go as far eh, but, but he's... I, I i yeah i mean i don't know we'll see but it, it, it looks to me that it looks to me that at least from what i can see if i think if someone were to ask tucker about the nature of his 
love for and submission to Christ and reliance on him alone for the salvation of his souls and payment for his sins. I, I don't know what he would answer, but okay, let's let, let Tucker, I would put him in the category of, I'd put him in the same category of a, of a of a of a Shapiro and a James Lindsay in this regard, but even those even those well, names you mentioned, Lindsay's an atheist really, though. Like yeah. he's he's so, a decided atheist. But. So, so you have these. So let's let, let's put let's put all into a basket here. So mm -hmm. we have Justin Trudeau, Mark Holland. Um, we have Randy Boissonneau. We have Arif Virani. We have Daniel Smith. We have Tucker Carlson. We have Ben Shapiro. We have James Lindsay. All of them, because of their rejection of Christ, ultimately put them all closer together than they do to me. Danielle Smith is way closer to Trudeau than she is to me. Way closer in terms of ideology and worldview. Way closer. It's not even the, 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 the chasm between her and I compared to the, how close she is to Justin Trudeau is startling. And this, friends, is the take. I, I want this is the takeaway I want you to have with this episode. We have to get below the surface of political party, party affiliation, labels of conservative, liberal. This is not helping us. All we're doing is we are securing for ourselves a future destruction that looks like a short-term gain. This is a short-term win, and this this is a good short-term win. But the way that the the cost that was required, the compromise set in place to secure the short-term win and all of the framing around it will lead to long-term destruction. And you might not see that. You might not agree with me, but I'm telling you that's the play. The play is it will be bad for us in the long run. And as long as we persist in not being principled, not having integrity, not holding politicians and elected officials feet to the fire, not having a robust biblical worldview to actually understand what's going on, all we'll do, best case scenario, voting in Paul Leah, best case scenario, is a very short-term win, a very brief short-term reprieve, maybe, best case scenario. But what we will be doing is setting ourselves up for long-term destruction, long-term disintegration in our country. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't be so short-sighted is to not understand what's going on here. Because again, it is wonderful news that children under the age of 17 will not have their body parts ripped off, except for children under the age of 17 who are pre-born, because they can still have their body parts ripped off in Alberta. That's the point. Yeah. The point is understand the worldviews that drive these ideologies. Understand what's really going on here. Mm. And what's really going on is not something that ultimately honors the Lord because the right thing, the wrong way, the right thing with the wrong motive is the wrong thing mm -hmm. and cannot yield good fruit and will not reap for us blessings from God. We will mm. not see the blessings of the Lord if we persist in unprincipled, compromising, pragmatic, political expediency. We will not see the blessings from the Lord. Mm. Not long-term. There might be a short-term bit of, ah, oh, that was great, like with the judges. Oh, he rescued us again. Wow, that was great. It, but it's just going to be a short-lived reprieve and a mm. short-lived pseudo-blessing 
when what we really want is long-term transformation and reformation in our country. And we can't get that by one vote. And we can't get that because the right name is on the ballot. It's going to take a lot more than that. We have to and commit we, ourselves. And we certainly can't get that by compromising and by accepting the terms of the enemy. And this comes from, I mentioned the Danegeld, this comes from a poem uh, written in uh, the 10th century. Um, and it's about the Dane called, Danegeld called Danegeld, and I think it's appropriate for our scenario. We never pay anyone the Danegeld, no matter how trifling, how small the cost. So we don't compromise at all. For the end of that game is oppression and shame, and the nation that plays has lost. Let those words sink in as we say goodbye. Till next time, Galatians 5.1. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.